Hello. Welcome. This is Pastor Deborah, and we're beginning another lesson in setting the captives free. And uh, this is going to be lesson number three. We had finished up where Pastor Deborah was telling you about how she had to learn about spiritual captivity versus earthly issues and captivity. And it was a journey I had to go on, me, Pastor Deborah, and you too, in order to set the captives free. Oh, we'll never be able to solve all the earthly problems, starvation and sickness and disease and wars and corruption. That's always going to be here, we're told. But that spirit on the inside, that's where Pastor Deborah had to learn how to work with. I had to see it and know that it was there. I had to be able to look beyond the earthly circumstances and see it. Whether it was in the womb of a woman and the body was being aborted, murdered, cut in two, pierced through the brain, dissolved with solutions... Or they were a child just birthed with problems. Or they were a child of war and turmoil. Or they were shot or killed or starving. Kidnapped by animals. Eaten alive. Beaten, tortured, sold. Sexually abused. I had to see there was a spirit inside of that physical body. And that little spirit was a captive of the soul the flesh, the world, demonic spirits. But when I began setting the captives free, I was on a fast track, but I couldn't see them yet. And here are some stories of how God helped me. And you must be able to see that there is a spirit that needs freedom. And where it began is... God would ask me some questions. Do you see them? He would say. And I'd go, no, sir. Do you hear them? No, I didn't. I had no clue when I began, even though I had been saved since I was four or five, praying to this heavenly Father in the name of Jesus. I heard about this heaven. I did not know the extent of the spirit spiritual life and of the spirit for many many years here's some more questions do you hear their silent cries i didn't well i would hear their earthly cries in the mental health world which i was a licensed counselor in we heard the hopelessness we heard in counseling the tears the rejection the abandonment we heard about the abuse that had happened. Oh, we heard all that. Mm-hmm. We heard that. But I never heard anything from the Spirit. I didn't know they were there. Did I see their hands in the darkness, he asked me. No, sir. I don't even know what darkness was. What's a Spirit? I didn't know. Do you hear their heart cries? No, sir. I don't hear anything. Remember, I was trained in the ways of the world, mental health counseling, the world of the subconscious. I could only hear what they 
behold me themselves. Do you see the multitudes of the hands? He asked, no, sir. I mean, I see starving children. I see abused people and wars and wars and wars and death. I saw that. Is that what he was talking about? No. Do I hear their silent cries? He kept at No, sir, I don't. I, 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 I'm lost here. Do I see their hands in the darkness? No. What is that? A spirit has hands? What does that mean? Darkness? What is that? That wasn't talked about in any churches. Nobody talked about it. I had read no books. I hadn't watched many movies during that time. A lot of fairy tales and Walt Disney. A lot of westerns and funny movies and entertaining shows, but nothing spiritual. And I'd go, well, who are you talking about? You're asking me these questions about somebody. Who is it? The ones I love. The one I and my son died for. Well, who was that? Well, I know it's all the humanity, but the bodies, the physical bodies, they all die. And I had no concept when I was called to help people the Lord's way to setting the captives free, what in the world he was talking about. He kept asking me more questions. Do I hear them crying? No. I didn't hear, I don't even know what a spirit was. What is a human spirit? I didn't know. It wasn't taught in mental health counseling. Nobody talked about it in my family. Nobody mentioned it in the church. They just seemed to be talking to my soul. Do you see them reaching for my hand of love? No, sir. I don't even know what your hand of love looks like. Other than what they told us, that you went to the cross and you died for us. Is that it? Reaching for the cross? I don't know. No, I don't know. Who's reaching for your hand? What is a spirit? You know, I'm frustrated. Because my training in my soul was completely immersed in the ways of the world. I read the Bible. Made no sense to me. I didn't see the spiritual part yet. But he's trying. He's trying to break through this hardness of this soul that had been shaped and molded by the world and mental health counseling and television and the news and books. He told me, they're there in the dark. Who's there? Where's the darkness? <laughs> the sun's shining. I'm sitting out. My Where's the darkness? I don't see it. And who are you talking about anyway? Do you see them reaching for a hand of love? No, sir. I don't even know. Who is they? The sun is shining where I'm at. I see no darkness. I see no people. I see no beings. I hear nothing. He tells me they're there in the dark. Who is they? Where is the dark? It's light here. I don't see anything. They've been waiting, he said, so very long. Who are you talking about, sir? Who's waiting? I mean, I was ignorant. You've got to understand. A hundred percent of us were, are this way. There is a world out there, something called the darkness. And there's people in it. And I couldn't hear them, see them. I didn't know them. I knew nothing about it. And yet I was called to set the captives free. Boy, was this going to be a tough one for Pastor Deborah? And I'm sure the Lord was frustrated. But I knew his heart a little bit. I knew he was in a hurry to help people, these captives, whoever they were, wherever they were, because I didn't know. You don't set a mental health 
person who is having mental health problems free. They're not captives. And if they have any kind of bondage or slavery, it's just to maybe sex, addiction, but you can't help them. A sex addict, there is no cure for them. There's, what do you do? Pluck their eyeball, their eyes out? You castrate them? Does that solve their thoughts up here? There was never any talk, there are no classes in mental health counseling about setting the spiritual captives free. So I had no framework, no foundation in this. He kept going. They're waiting, waiting for you for so long. They're waiting, waiting for me. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Do you hear, he asked me, the brokenness of their heart? No, sir. I don't. What's the brokenness of their heart mean? I had no clue. I had no answers. Why would he even be asking me all these questions? He was asking me so I would learn where I was in my knowledge and understanding of the work I was to do for him, which I was ignorant of. I knew he called me to help people his way. I didn't know what kind of people he was talking about. I didn't know his way. I didn't know what setting the captives free meant. I didn't know what captivity was. So he always begins us and he helps us to see where in our soul and our thinking and our spirit, where we are in our knowledge and understanding. Because you have to come to the point that you go, I don't think I know what you're talking about. I thought I knew what you were talking about, but I don't have a clue. So you have to get to that point where you say, teach me. Everything I have learned about helping people is not your way. And the people that I've been trying to help, the subconsciousness of the soul and the biological body, it's not where you are wanting to go. And what is this darkness that you're talking about? He asked me again. Do you see their hands chained? Do you see their cells? Do you see them hidden away in torture chambers? What are you talking about, sir? I don't see. Even the prisoners in our jails are no longer chained. I didn't know what he was talking about. Then he asked me, would you find room in your heart for them? Would you love them as I do? I don't even know who you're talking about. Can I love the biological body? Yes. But it does turn to dust and disappear. Gets all blown apart. Can I love that subconscious part in there that's mentally ill? Well, I can try. But it does some evil things to people. To children. To dogs. To animals. It mistreats the fish. Overfishes them. Don't even think about trying to... I get after some fishermen here in Florida. They have something called the sheephead. And when they come in to spawn, the fishermen like to go out when these mamas are coming into warmer, lower, uh, not-so-deep waters to lay their eggs to reproduce and replenish their source. And these fishermen who want to eat sheephead, they don't need them because they can go to the store and buy fish. They come in when these fish are vulnerable, And they're hungry. 
and they're trying to lay their eggs or they're either trying to come in the bay or out of the bay and they catch them and now they're griping and complaining because they don't come in like they used to and i go hey you wiped them out and you were not thinking of the resource you were taking advantage of a mama while she's giving birth and to the papas who are trying to spew their sperm on those eggs you're not a righteous fisherman. You are not doing what God told you to manage the resource. Mm-mm. Don't have any respect for those men. And they'll tell you, yeah, you're right. We just want to eat the fish. That's the lust of the flesh. Wanting to taste that fish. Be a great hunter. You're not a great hunter. At least the bear catches the salmon to survive and eat. You don't have to catch that sheephead in a most vulnerable position to survive. We got grocery stores now. Mm-hmm. The deer hunters, the same way, the ones that do the big African hunts, they just want a big trophy, the big kill, because they can't do anything else. And God don't like it, because that's not what he created us to do. When there was no grocery stores, there were no factories, yes, we had to kill to survive. But this, setting the captives free, doesn't even deal with the biological earthly stuff it deals with the spirit and pastor deborah had no knowledge what it was even though he had begun in the other scriptures telling me about these spiritual things it wasn't there yet and he said would i reach out to them as he did well where am i going to reach if i just reach out am i reaching them i didn't know who are they do i travel the world on an airplane where do i go how do i reach them I didn't know. Would I speak his words of love, mercy, and compassion to them as he wanted me to and as he does? Speak that to who? How do I do that? Do I get in a platform, a microphone? Where do I do it? But he's asking me, would I walk with them as he does? Well, what does that mean? I don't know. Would I walk with them forever no matter what they do? Surely you don't want me to walk with them if they're trying to kill me, do you? Which tried to happen in my own home. And you want me to love them if they try to poison me or shoot me with a gun? And that's happened to Pastor Deborah. And you want me to live with soulish, ungodly people and love them? Mm -hmm. He's asking me, would I do it? Would I be a mother to them? Mother what? I got a child. That was enough. Got a husband. Got parents. Got a brother. You want me to mother something I don't know that's there? That's crying out and broken? How do you mother that? That wasn't taught in mental health counseling, you know. Would I provide a place for them of safety and freedom? Yes. What did that mean? I don't know. Take them into my home? Well, I did that. Provide them homes of their own? Hotel rooms? I did that. Bail them out of jail? Yeah, did that. Pay for him to go to college? Did that. Is that what you mean? Or do you mean something else? And he said, I'm asking you because I did this. I still do it. And I always will. Will you? I bought him with my sacrifice of my life. Can you do that? What does that mean? Am I going to have to die? Am I going to have to go to a cross? What does that mean, the sacrifice of my life? you got to understand, Pastor Deborah wanted to help people. And I am ignorant of helping people his way, of setting the captives free. 
Can I bring him to you? You mean you're going to bring him to my house? Could you do as I did? Well, what did you do? Could you open up your life to them? Your heart and your home. You want me to bring them into my house? Well, Pastor Deborah, dude, is that what you mean? For a while it was. I spiritually adopted them. Didn't know really at the time what that meant because I didn't know what spiritual adoption was. But he was, he'll was he ask you the same question. You want to help people the Lord's way? You want to set the captives free? He's going to first ask you a lot of questions. And you're going to discover you don't know anything. And you're going to discover you don't know what he's talking about. But if your heart wants to help people, you will begin to get on the path of learning. He says, can I trust you with them, with their broken hearts? I go, I don't know, sir. I guess you're going to have to try and test me. Could he trust you with them? He goes, can I trust you? They're precious to me. They're my sheep. Will you abuse them? Will you lie to them? Will you hurt them? Can I trust you with my sheep that are broken and abused? Can I count on you to walk with them, be with them right into eternity and beyond? Because he's thinking when the new earth comes, he is thinking on down. And I'm going, I don't know. This is this is different than mental health counseling. Could they see me through you unhindered? Could they find me? He's asking Pastor Deborah. Because of you. Or all they're going to see is you, your greatness, your denomination, your intelligence. Or are they going to see me? Can my spirit and words freely shine out through you, ride through you? Could they come to know my love for them through you, Pastor Deborah? Of course, I wasn't Pastor Deborah at the time. I was called Jan. That is another wonderful story I'll have to tell you called It's Time about how Jan died and Pastor Deborah came alive. Did you know Deborah was my biological earthly name? Jan was my middle name. And here's what I had to learn. And you'll read this. Maybe I'll read it to you and show you my captivity and how I was set free. In the story called It's Time. My mother's name was Sarah. S-A-R-A-H. Means princess. That's biblical. And my father's biological. Biological father's name was Joseph. Which means savior. And here I am. Deborah. Meaning judge. Prophetess. Mighty one. Now I didn't know that till many years later. That names are vital. Jan had to die. Before I could truly begin to set a lot of captives free. I did a lot of work as Jan. But Jan had a lot of issues. So he's saying, can they learn his love through me? Still asking Pastor Deborah questions, or rather Jan. Could I grab their hands in the darkness? No, I'm going. Darkness? Hands? How do I do that? Where do I reach? Just reach down? What does that mean? And you know what he did? He gave me a vision of it. Watch the movie, The Lord of the Rings. The the trilogy. When Frodo and Sam were in Mount Doom, part three. 
and Gollum had jumped on Frodo, grabbed the ring, bit his hand, and fell into the lake. And Frodo is hanging on with one bloody hand to a rock. And Sam reaches over and says, Reach! Reach! Don't you let go! And Frodo is reaching up as high, and he's stretching and stretching. And Sam is reaching down. And Sam has to keep saying, Reach! Reach! Don't you let go! And they grabbed hands. Like that. And Sam pulled him up. That was the vision and the image I needed to see to understand could I reach their hands in the darkness. Could I go into the darkness with them, into the Mount Dooms? Could I reach them when they're hurt and bloody and on the edge of death? Could I go into hell itself and reach their hands and their hearts? He was asking me deep questions. Could I hear their silent cries, their moans, from their spirit that were in trances. They had multiple personalities. Living in the fear of death. Can't even speak. Can't raise a finger. Could I hear their thoughts crying for help? Could I? He said he heard them. He always does. And he wanted to know, could I? I said, no, sir. Then he goes, would you if I helped you? Yes, sir. Then I can send you. Oh my gosh, what was I getting into? And then I'm going to tell you in the next lesson, the vision that he gave me to open me up spiritually so I could answer all these questions. Yes, I could hear them. Yes, I could see them. Yes, I could hear their cries. Yes, I could see their hands. Yes, I would go. Yes, I will help you to set the captives free. That'll be in the next lesson. Let's end in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, help those that have come to see that I am reaching them now. You are coming through me to touch them. They are yours, but I am doing what you have called me to do through prayer fasting and being a high priest unto you in the darkness of the altar of the holy holies i pray for them that you will bring them to the garden that you will reach them i work now in partnership with you to help set the captives free i now father ask you to begin your mighty work And not only setting these captives free, but helping them to desire to be on your team to set other captives free. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right. This was lesson, what was it? Let me check. Number three. And these were the questions. Did I see them and could I hear them as he heard them? I will see you in lesson number four of setting the captives free. You'll hear about my vision that he gave me to help me in order to help him in setting the captives free. Love, 
Bye. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually. And hear how she has helped people spiritually, the Lord's way, for many, many years. Come again. Watch another one. And we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments. And if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at Pastor Deborah at agapeloveishere.org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you, and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.